0: Thank you for tuning in to the Draft Profile Podcast. This will be all about Racy McMath, wide receiver, and Brady Breeze, safety, out of Oregon. Racy McMath, of course, out of LSU. They are both our sixth round picks. This will be the last edition of the pod. I'm joined, as I have been all week long, by Mike Miracles, supreme draft analyst for the BroadwaySportsMedia.com. Follow him on Twitter at Mike Miracles. I am Supreme Draft host and draft expert, Zach Lyons at F Spot on Twitter. Sixth round. I mean, they're six round guys, right? I mean, it's hard to get excited over them, but there were quality, quality players out there talking about Trey Smith as one of them. And that's the one that everybody's going to link to either of these names is Trey Smith. And rightfully so. He is a Tennessee volunteer. And people thought that he was going to go second or third round. Those medicals must have been scary. But we have seen that Trey Smith has played through those. I wouldn't have been as concerned as maybe other people. But let's talk about the first reaction that you had when you saw the name Racy McMath come up on the screen. I for sure thought it was a fake name.
1: I I, lo- I love the name. Uh, it, it's in, and I really think with the both of these 6 round picks, I I, I kind of I made the joke on Twitter that. Uh, I think they ran out of draftable grades and they just started taking fun names. That would be fun for people to say. So that would make sense. Racy McMath and Brady breeze. I mean, how do you get better than that in in a round? So um, yeah, McMath was a a surprise. I I thought, you know, for sure I was in, frankly, once they got into the fifth round and Trey Smith was still sitting there, I was like, just package these two six and go up and get Trey Smith and call it a day. And it ended up Smith lasted through both of the Titans picks. And like you said, that's, that's the guy that I think, you know, maybe five years from now, we look back and say, why didn't they just take the chance and go get Trey Smith? Because, you know, I, I thought he was the ideal guy to go get and maybe become a, a low cost, uh, you know, eventual Roger Saffold replacement. Um, but, you know, obviously they – the medicals must have just been terrible or, or just you know, a huge concern uh, for them. So they they went a different route. McMath is, you know, super intriguing to some degree because he's uh, he's six two and a half, he's two hundred eleven pounds. He ran four three nine, uh, which is ridiculous for that size. Um, you know, Ed Orgeron said, you know, out of Jamar Chase, uh, Justin Jefferson, and and Terrace Marshall, that McMath was the fastest uh, out of that group and and would win a foot race every time with with those. F- three uh, outstanding wide receivers. But, you know, being big and fast is not all that it's about uh, at the receiver position, obviously. And McMath has a lot of work to go uh, as far as receiving skill set. You know, his best year uh, at, at LSU was, was you know, 500 or, uh, you know, 285 yards. He had 522 yards total uh, in his four seasons. Now, part of that, he was buried under, you know, again, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and Terrace Marshall, who were tremendously talented receivers and nobody, you know, it's not a a shame to be buried underneath guys like that, but he did get to play in 2020 and, you know, only ended up getting to play six games, I think, because of uh, injury issues. Um, But, you know, didn't put up huge numbers. One touchdown, 195 yards on 14 catches over six games is not, you know, big time production. LSU, had quarterback issues. Now, again, like we've talked about with other guys with Des Fitzpatrick, quarterback issues in 2020 for sure. But still the production wasn't there and there's clear issues. Like he just, he doesn't look like he knows how to run routes and and stuff like that. So he's kind of a little bit of a a ball of clay for, uh, uh, you know, Titans wide go coach Rob Moore to, to play with and, and see if he can mold but in the meantime what he can do for you and I think why he was drafted in the sixth round is he can be he turned into one of the best special teams players in, in the in all of college football uh, well, during his time at LSU kind of out of necessity because he wasn't going to get any snaps uh, as a receiver. Um, and a 6'2", 211-pound guy who can run four-three-nine uh, can really do a lot for you on special teams. So he turned into a really good gunner, um, really good kickoff coverage guy. So I think that's why he ultimately was drafted is he's going to have a chance, especially if the Titans don't add a, another wide receiver to that room, to make the roster as a back-of-the-roster special teams guy who can – eventually maybe turn into something um you know i I wouldn't be surprised to see him on the practice squad to start out and and you know they they see if they can develop anything out of it and maybe they can you know but at at this point you're in the sixth round it's kind of dart throw territory anyways and and if you're gonna throw a dart throw one at a six two two ten uh guy who runs in the four threes like i i I get that
0: a couple of the things that i've noticed is like when Monty Rice was drafted, the first thing out of everybody's mouth was obviously speed, but also special teams ability. And then Racy McMath and Brady breeze, who are both, I'm not still not convinced that they're real people. Um, (laughs) that's the first thing out of everybody's mouth special teams is John Robinson valuing special teams a a tad bit too much.
1: You know, possibly I I think he's, well, I mean, but, I say that, and and if you look back at the Titans' special teams, you know at least for big chunks of uh, the 2020 season was horrible. I mean, they got uh, Brett Kern hurt. Um, they they got a punt blocked against the Colts that totally swung a game. They gave up a big punt return to the Steelers that helped swing that game. So you know, I know special teams, you know, kind of like the offensive line are like the, you know you you bury them away. You you know, you can just plug and play anyone there. Who cares? It's special teams, but those, those plays really mattered for the Titans uh, last year and they were not very good on special teams. They need to get better. So I don't totally hate in the sixth round. Now, again, Trey Smith would have been my pick that, you know, not knowing what his medicals look like. I almost don't even care at that point. You know, it's a six round pick. If, if he can, come into camp and and you know you see see how he can hold up conditioning wise and stuff like that that's worth a shot to me because the talent level but aside from that I don't mind them going with guys that they feel like can be premium special teams guys just because you can't have a bad special teams unit again like that you're giving away free points uh, and you're giving away free field position to the other team and, and that comes back to bite you uh, more often than not when you have bus and special teams play. So um, I don't totally hate them focusing in the late rounds of the draft on getting guys that can be premium players in that third phase of the game.
0: Uh, l- let me ask you this. Sure. He played against some good wide receivers, but he, like you said, he did play a considerable amount in 2020 and still failed to make an impact. Does it make sense for this team to carry technically seven wide receivers when one of them has a hard time getting in and out of routes. Or is this guy, one of those guys that we're going to see mentioned uh, he's been activated off the practice squad. Then he's back on the practice squad activated on the practice squad back on the practice squad. Is that, is that what you're going to see out of this pick?
1: Yeah, so I think you can pretty much pencil in you're gonna have AJ Brown, you're gonna have Josh Reynolds, you're gonna have Des Fitzpatrick uh on on the roster. They're gonna make the
0: fifty-three. I mean, obviously um, Cam Batson and NWI gotta be added. Nick Westbrook are are there currently.
1: Right. Yeah. Those those two, Marcus Johnson, Chester Rogers, um, you know, Mason Kinsey, who I know a lot of people like coming uh in last year as a UDFA. The there's gonna be some competition for those last you know, I, I think the Titans will keep at least five, maybe six wide receivers. There's going to be some competition for those last spots. And, and a guy like McMath, if he can be a premium special teams guy, I think could make the roster because look – you need gunners and where do your gunners almost always come from? They are wide receivers or they are corners. And if you look at the Titans cornerback group, you're not going to put Caleb Farley or Christian Fulton or Janoris Jenkins out on special teams. You're probably going to want to keep Elijah Molden, but he's not really a gunner type. Uh, You're going to keep you're probably going to want to keep Kevin Johnson on the roster, but he's not really a special teams type. So McMath, I think, has a path to the roster simply by being one of the best gunners on the team and and him and Nick Westbrook Aquina could be your gunners at at the, you know, on punt, punt coverage. And, uh, you know, some of your top guys on kickoff coverage too from the wide receiver position and allows you to kind of keep more corners that can can play for you.
0: Well, Brady Breeze goes with the other six-round pick, and when he was drafted, I made the joke that, obviously, Mike Frabel must have CTE and thought he was drafting Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> Dane Crookshank essentially kind of should have been this pick in the 2018 draft, right? I mean, shouldn't this have been, instead of taking Luke Falk, we should have taken Dane Cruikshank in the six? This kind of is very reminiscent of a Dane Crookshank-esque pick.
1: It, it is kind of. Um, you know, he's not the physical – um, specimen that Kirkshank was, and I, I still think you know Kirkshank's been a good special teamer, um, right? for For the Titans, and so but that, you just don't
0: want that in the round that he was drafted in.
1: Yeah, yeah, fifth round. That's not exactly what you're looking for. I mean, honestly, a fifth round pick, you're getting to the point where like if they're on the roster for a few years and can be a competent backup, you're pretty happy. Um, but Brady Breeze isn't the physical specimen that that Kirkshank was, but he did he's. He's also not like a a total nobody. Like the guy was a four-star recruit. Um, I think he was the 12th ranked safety in his class coming out of high school. He goes to Oregon. uh, And then in 2019, he becomes a starter. And I mean, the guy ended up with 62 tackles. He ended up with uh, a forced fumble, five pass breakups, two interceptions. I think he scored three touchdowns. Uh, he, I think he had two pick sixes and a uh, fumble recovery for a touchdown. And he was first team all pack 12 um, special teams and also the MVP, MVP of the Rose bowl. Um, so you know, the guy made some plays and was kind of coming on, uh, after getting a starting role, uh, with the Oregon ducks. And then he opted out for the 2020 season. So he didn't play again after that. So, you know, I, I think he's, he was drafted primarily because he's awesome at special teams. Like that is, that's going to be his role like McMath. I think he's a guy, your, your top four safeties on, on the roster probably are, um, you know, obviously Bayard hooker, uh, you know, Crookshank probably makes the roster and, and, and could have a special teams role again, likely Matthias Farley's going to have a special teams role, but he's played some safety at the NFL level too. Uh, and then you've got this guy, Brady breeze, who again, could play a lot of special teams for you and give you, you know, Crookshank's going to be a, a, a free agent after this year. Um, he can kind of be the next guy that steps into the Kirkshank role and be kind of your, maybe your third safety slash really high end special teams guy. I, I don't, I think Brady Breeze may be a little surprised. I think he may be a little bit better than people expect once he actually gets out on the field.
0: He's not a great tackler. He has a high missed tackle rate, which is odd for someone that would be a special teams ace. I guess you could say, for lack of a better phrase. But yeah. he's at least willing to tackle. Again, the NFLPA is lazy. So in a shortened off season, can how can they fix his tackling issues?
1: Yeah, and that's tough. I mean, oh, I mean, I'll say this. OTAs and rookie minicamp and stuff like that are usually non-contact or at least not tackling to the ground. Anyways, most of training camp isn't tackling to the ground and they may do a period every now and then uh, where they do uh, full contact, but uh, really it's going to be preseason action where Brady breeze is going to have to, you know, get to, get some reps in. Preseason is going to be huge for these guys like breeze and McMath and, and kind of the back of the roster guys that, need to make it for special teams, but, but could also show that, Hey, I can be trusted to be a backup safety, or I could be trusted to be uh, at least a backup at at the wide receiver position. And if I go into the game, I'm not going to, you know, cause huge issues. That's, that's crucial for these types of guys. And, you know, I don't think all eight of these draft picks are going to make the roster. So breeze McMath, you know, those are your guys that, that, you know, are, are obviously because of where they were picked, likely the uh the lowest on the totem pole there but um you know if you're going to make the roster generally as a six-round pick it's because of special teams and that's kind of why the titans targeted these guys uh in those spots
0: the next thing is you know it's gonna be hard for him i think to make the roster even more than racy because you still a guy that we have not mentioned chris jackson is still on this roster i mean He's a defensive back who can do both. And like you said, Dane Crookshank, Matthias Farley, a lot of people probably forgot that he's even on here, but the, the, another special teamer. So each, each person, we're going to end it on this, Racy and Brady, over under 2.5 games active.
1: I'm going to go... Yeah. I'd... I'm going to go over for Brady. I, I, just, I just have a feeling that Brady Breeze is going to make this team and, and end up contributing. Um, and you know what? I'm going to go over for racy too. I think, I think racy probably ends up being one of your gunners, uh, at the end of the day. Um, so I'm going to go over for both actually.
0: Well, that will do it. That's the entire draft class for the Tennessee Titans 2021 draft class in the books. My final grade for this class, I think is going to be a B minus. Um, I think the value of Rashad Weaver, the value of Elijah Molden and the potential of Caleb Farley to be elite and Dylan Radins to be capable starting right tackle for NFL for years to come is very good value. You kind of talked me into Brady breeze a little bit here, but uh, I'm still not sold that that was the right pick over a guy like Trey Smith or Kate Johnson. Same with Racy McMath final grades and thoughts for you.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm right at the same spot. You are. It's B minus for me. It would have been, I think it would have been an A if you could have found a, a tight end um, or a wide receiver. They kind of got screwed on the tight end front, I think, with Hunter Long and Tommy Trimble going uh, just, I think, two or three picks before them back to back in the uh, uh, third round there right before they traded down and took Monty Rice. I I'm convinced that the Titans were going to take one of long Trimble, or uh, Diami Brown with, with that pick right before those guys just rattled off uh, right in front of them. So um, yeah, if you, if they would have gotten a, a bigger difference maker as a pass catcher um, I think it could have been an A, A grade for me. Cause I do love the Farley pick. I love the Raidens pick um, very high, obviously on Molden and Weaver, but there's uh, certainly certainly some questions with with the Rice and Fitzpatrick picks that need to be answered. And who knows, we'll see, we'll see if they're right um, on those, but uh, certainly uh, as far as what, what most people believe out there, those are uh, questionable values. So that brings them down a little bit for me.
0: Well, that will do it for us. My name is Zach Lines. You follow me on Twitter at FWordsPod. He's Mike Kearny. You follow him on Twitter at Mike Miracles. This has been the Draft Profile Podcast series. And today's episode was a Draft Profile Podcast featuring Racy McMath and Brady Breeze, who may or may not be real real people. For for everybody involved, you have just been mini Effed, A Broadway Sports Media Production.